Welcome to the LaughSpin.com podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome back to the Last Spin Podcast. My name is Mike. With me always, Dylan Godino. Hey, buddy. Hey, how are you, sir? Long time. Long time no talk. But hey, don't worry about that. Because in between us talking, you've had quite a run on comedian interviews, which has been great on the Last Spin Podcast, yeah. which is awesome. Hopefully you guys uh, heard some of those. Yeah, Dane Cook. Uh, let's let's go over some of them. Who, who was uh, last week? Jeanette, right? Yeah, Jeanette Rizzi, episode 100. We're recording episode 101 right now. Look That's out. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You had some great interviews there. Um, who was the girl that was like a porn star, but then is doing oh, comedy yeah. too? Oh, yeah. Alia, uh, Alia Janine. Dude, that she's uh, that interview was something else. Flor- yeah, it yeah. was. I, I I really enjoyed it. Yeah, that interview was something else. That was very uh, educational, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> yeah, shit, dude. I'm looking at the list of podcasts and I'm just realizing how long it's been since we did a proper newscast. Yeah, well, dude. Yeah, I know it's been a I've, while, but that's all right because both, both oh my you've God. been busy. I've been busy. I've got a lot of personal shit to deal with. I've I've got, I've got a kid coming. I I just bought a house. I've got, I've got kidney stones. I'm going to I'm going to pass out. No, no, nothing. Nothing of that shit. You have kidney stones? No, I'm joking. I'm joking about the <laughs> kidney stones. No. Yeah, I'm doing all kinds of other shit, so it's 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 Isn't been... that exciting? Maybe our 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 listeners can send you uh baby gifts. You're you are you you impregnated your wife. I did. My dick works. Woo! Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Isn't isn't it crazy how you spend your entire life trying to do the exact opposite right. like not getting people pregnant even right. even when it's your wife even when it's right. you know? Yep. Didn't it feel the first time you guys actually not to get super personal. You go ahead uh, bring it. But the but the first time you tried. Yeah. Like didn't did you feel so weird? I felt powerful. Really? I actually screamed out in the heat of passion. Bring you life. I just, <laughs> I just yelled. <laughs> terrible thing. All right. Well, listen, we all have different in, different experiences. So that that was yours. And, it, uh, it is very odd, though. It is very odd. It's so odd. Yeah. It's, a, it's an You're odd like, thing. It's yeah. like, what am I doing? No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know about you either. But like, you know, I had a very like kind of louis ck moment where we found out and everybody's really happy and i'm very excited and there's like this like little voice that was just like oh my god what have i done <laughs> <laughs> but it was like for a split, yeah man it was like for a split second and then you know and then it goes away and then you're like oh this is great yeah it's cool man i'm i'm psyched i'm like almost a full adult which is nuts in january late january the babies do Yes, uh, January 22nd, we're having a girl, which is cool. Mm-hmm. I thought you weren't going to find out, or was I making that up? No, 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 I, I wanted to find out. There was no way I could not uh. find out. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're having a girl. Uh, we got a name and everything, and we're, we're good to go, man. That's great, man. Ready to rock. You know, just to let you know, yeah. Dylan is a good name for a boy or a girl. It is, it is. <laughs> However, Dylan, I, if it's a girl, it reminds me of Dylan Ryder, who's a porn star, and that doesn't that doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, she's great. <laughs> she is. <laughs> she's she does good work. That Dylan Ryder. <laughs> Did you get it? The double entendre last name. Get I, it? 
I get it. It's so funny. Oh, man, they're clever in that industry. <laughs> if you've noticed, we changed our, our theme song, too, our, our, uh, our intro song, and that's, that's, yeah. that's from Dylan's band, uh, Robots and Monsters, which you can grab the album now. It's fucking awesome. I'm not just saying that because you're in, in front of me here. It's, it's, it is. <laughs> it's totally really great. He, he, I got an advanced copy before everybody else did. I was very, yes. hum- I was very humbled by that. And it was, uh, <laughs> it was, it was awesome. It's really, really good. You guys did a great job. And it's this, the production is, the sound is great on it. So, oh, uh, thanks. Yeah, dude. So definitely check that out. Or you, where's your, you just get robots and monsters on iTunes and stuff? Yeah, if you go on, if you just want to stream it and uh, and and make sure we don't get really paid for our hard work, you can go on Spotify. <laughs> right. Or you can buy it for like eight bucks on iTunes. And if you're into metal or very hard music, uh, you should like it. Yeah, I, you will. I, I guarantee you will. And like I said, he's been you've been swamped with interview after interview, which has been great. And now here we are. We're back. We're back in the swing of things. So why Thank goodness. Yeah, so why don't we talk about what's been going on? Because, damn, since the last time we talked, I don't know, every, everything's been going on. Yeah, we picked a really crappy time to stop doing these, uh, these newscasts. Seriously, seriously. There's Joan Rivers and Robin Williams, right, both gone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which, we, we hadn't talked about that. We didn't talk about that. I was trying to think. Did, did we talk about it? No, we didn't. Yeah, that's, no. that's crazy. Um, both of them going in weird, in well, not weird ways, but just neither way you want to... You want to see somebody go. I mean, it's you don't want to see anybody go, especially talented people like Joan and, and Robin. But especially for Robin, anyway, a lot of emotions, a lot of people not really knowing how to deal with it. You know, lashing out in different ways, and it's that was that was a roller coaster afterwards for a while. There was like something else coming up every day about people being terrible to each other and and, and yeah. online about that whole thing. And I tell you what, your interview with Jeanette this this last week. I texted you. You were like, "Hey, did you get did did you get that up?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah. it took me a little while because <laughs> that was her, right?" That was, I'm, I'm not yeah, oh up. yeah, 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 yeah. Because uh, you guys got into depression and suicide and stuff like that, and how she's yeah. doing this this show about suicide, kind of making it funny and and trying to uh, shed some light on a, on a very dark situation. And I was working on it, and I was like, "Yeah, I have to stop tonight. It's at night. I'm getting kind of depressed. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta." <laughs> not because it was it's the, it's a depressing. How you guys presented it was depressing. I'm just like, wow, this right. is fucking heavy. Like, it's it's a heavy yeah. interview to listen to. It's very good, but like, you just have got to be in the right mindset, I guess. I just wasn't feeling it. I was like, yeah, let me do this tomorrow. <laughs> I'm depressed yeah. enough at night, so <laughs> and he didn't stop. But yeah, all kinds of all kinds of shit going on. It, it seems we can't go out a day without somebody apologizing for some shit. The latest today is Artie Lang had a big thing on twitter the other night about an espn anchor and wrote a bunch of tweets and everybody got pissed off and at midnight on comedy central is in new york for a week and i guess they asked him not to come on the show because of it yeah i actually texted you because i read your article about it and i said dude bravo by the way because out of all of the stuff that i read about it you were the only one that did not interject some kind of opinion or some kind of like I think it's terrible or his disgusting tweets should have been deleted, you know, all that shit. Like you just threw out the facts and then that's it. And I, so I applaud you for that, sir. That's very good. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I certainly have opinions on, on certain things. Uh, I have an opinion on this, but I, I just felt like there's really no winners here. So, I mean, my editorial would have just been, 
nobody wins here. So what am what am I going to say about this? It's like already you know tweeted a bunch of you know I'd say fairly unfunny jokes. I mean, basically what he what was happening was he was watching ESPN and Carrie Champion was on TV and she's very attractive. So he started he started going through this sexual fantasy of his a jokey sexual fantasy but it was about her being a slave and him having sex with her as a slave the one twist that nobody really is i mean i guess because it's really not about the specifics here nobody's really bringing up is that she overpowers him in this in this fantasy right (laughs) you know he says i attempt to whip carrie champion because she disrespected the jefferson plantation but she grabs whip and beats me then i come like a fat founding father i mean is it funny i mean i don't know no it's not really that's not very funny come like a fat founding father is pretty fucking funny i'm sorry i mean that that phrase may be funny in and of itself but contextually no nobody wins these were not funny jokes they were Listen, he can say whatever he wants. He can say whatever he wants, but then, you know, he's got to understand that there's consequences. And he, as of this recording anyway, he's been taking it pretty okay. You know, they apparently, you know, according to him, Midnight said, listen, we're getting too much pressure. We can't have you on. I'm sure, you know, I get it. I get it. It's all, it's it's advertisers and, you know, I, I get it. So yeah. he, he did apologize to Carrie, but mm-hmm. he didn't apologize to the quote groups that he says basically forced him off of his appearance. That's where I'll jump in and say that I kind of appreciated that part of it because yeah, he apologized directly to her saying, if you were completely offended by that, I apologize. I have nothing but respect for you. I find, I find you attractive and yada, yada, whatever he said. I don't know. I don't want to paraphrase, but the, the fact that he mentioned the, that these special interest groups got their way, like he said something like, congratulations, you won again, gluten-free cake or whatever, whatever <laughs> he said, which was, which was right. pretty funny. That part is just getting out of hand. I mean, anybody says anything, especially, especially with something like ESPN. Disney owns ESPN, and those guys get very, very they clamp down hard on any, any, anything, anything and everything. Um, yeah. That's unfortunate only because we've had a couple of instances now where people go to Twitter, co- comedians go to Twitter, and they say some stuff, maybe in the heat of passion, maybe in the heat of the moment, and they and they, they write it quickly and don't maybe take the time to read it over and say, okay, how can this be conveyed or whatever, and they just send it out there, and then it's the court of public opinion, and then a day later, they're fired or they're taken off of something or they're whatever. A- Anthony Cumia had a big thing, which which happened oh, while, yeah. while we were away. Same thing, you know, he was angry and texting angry tweets, nothing direct you know, as far as saying anything kind of like derogatory, but it was just implied. And then before, without even warning, he's fired, you know, and already's taken yeah. off because of pressure from outside forces and special interest groups. And this shit's got to stop, man. Like, wh- what's the line? I'm, I'm sorry. It's like one of those things I could come back to you and say, yes, I understand. It may not have been funny, but where's the line? You know, where, what's the line before everybody gets fired from their livelihood because of, Something they tweeted? Are you fucking joking? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's a little silly if you think about it. Yeah, I mean, it all comes down to corporate sponsors. I mean, yeah, if that's who, I mean, he's not going to get his touring will be fine. Right. His, you know, I think 
You oh, know? it should be fine. Yeah, it should be fine. This is not. This is not. But yeah, I mean, it's a it's a slippery slope for sure. And you could go on Laugh Spin. We have all we have all the tweets. If you're a normal person, I think a normal person would read these tweets and be like totally taken aback and 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 offended. And that's fine. But I don't. I just don't know. It's fine to be offended, and it's fine to like write opinion pieces. But again, I don't I don't know that just because you're highly offended. I don't know that it means you have to all of a sudden become a lobbyist. Right. Right. And try to get the action taken for this one isolated incident. You know, Artie Lang is not a fundamental problem. Right. Do you know what I mean? He's if people want to get upset, get upset about the fact that we all went to the polls or maybe some of us went to the polls. I didn't. Maybe <laughs> some of us went to the polls on on Tuesday, November 4th and really thought their their vote counted for something. Yeah. It, it doesn't. No. Like maybe we should start lobbying the lobbyists who basically control everything. The reason nothing of any import or meaning can get done in this country is because of special interest groups right the reason why it doesn't really matter if there's a liberal or a conservative in the white house is because they're beholden to whoever paid for them to get the presidency anyway i know tangent already said some stupid things comedy central probably did the right thing by telling him he shouldn't come on tonight i they run a business i totally get it but maybe everybody should just Calm the fuck down. Yeah. yeah. Take it for what it is. He is a blue comedian. Everybody knows this. He's not really racist. He's not sexist. He just made awful jokes. And sometimes what comedians do is they say things that they know they shouldn't say, that they can't say because they can. Yeah. Because you can't. You're at the office. And you want to make a joke, but you can't because you're going to get fired and they're comics and they push the boundaries. And sometimes like everybody else, sometimes they, they make bad decisions. Right. But, um, but, but that, and that kind of stems right into our next uh, topic, which is kind of one and the same. Chris Rock's getting a little heat because of his SNL monologue the other week. Yeah. And again, it's, it's like, okay. You read these articles or you hear about it or you see it on Facebook or something and it's like, and, and, and again, I, all I've seen is this editorializing, this subtle editorializing of all of this shit where you'll see like Chris Rock's monologue on SNL. Did he go too far? Like, what? <laughs> what? Why would you say that? How is that responsible journalism? That's not, that's terrible. That is a terrible fucking headline. And then you go and you actually listen to the fucking he- the monologue. You watch it and you go, all right, this, okay. So he talked about the, the, the Boston Marathon. So he talked about the Freedom Tower, how he's never going to go there because he got robbed right. once. He got robbed once in on 20th and 8th and he's, he's never been back to 20th and 8th in 20 years or whatever right. he said. Fucking right. great line. But everybody fucking jumps to conclusions, especially with this Artie thing. He wrote some tweets out. Now, if you're a person that, if, if you see one or two of the tweets by themselves, okay, yeah, I, I could look at that and go, wow, that's, wow, that's fucking, that's, that's crazy. That's a, that's a hard tweet right there. But then you read all of them. Like, again, <laughs> you did the responsible thing. You posted all of the tweets from start to finish and you see that it's a complete thought and how he went about it, you know, how he strung them all together in 140 characters each 
And then you're like, oh, okay, it's a fucking bit. He's doing a bit. He's doing a thing. You know, it's conveyed. Key and Peele just had a great sketch about uh, misinterpreting text messages. Did you see that one? Yes. That's fuck. That is that is all of this. That is every yeah. time somebody gets blasted on twitter for saying something on twitter that's exactly what it is all i think of is that sketch where it's like oh that's oh oh you're not coming oh whatever whatever <laughs> man oh i get it you know that whole fucking can thing I, can it, i just say something yeah, off, i mean sort of on topic now i was just talking to my friend john who's a big heat and peel fan and i know everybody basically is on on the band bandwagon but dude those guys are the fucking future man they're great they they do nothing that isn't either hilarious. If it's not totally hilarious, yeah. it's so incisive. It's clever. And so smart. Very, very clever stuff. Yes, absolutely. Those guys, they're it. They're, they're I hope. I hope they don't get uh, diluted. I hope they don't jump at every single chance they get because I know they're getting a lot of opportunities right now. Yeah. Oh my God, man! They there's nobody better. They they're the future. I I I can't stress that enough. Well, you know what's awesome? You know what's awesome about them? Well, I know we're jumping topics back and forth here, but it's it all it's <laughs> all kind of right. one umbrella. It's all kind of one umbrella. Don't worry about it. But you know what's great about them? Key and Peele is even between their t- the the two seasons of their show, this season and the last one, they switched up their intro. You know, just little things. They switched up their intro. They're kind of imaging and everything with the yeah the, the, how how they introduce sketches and stuff. They didn't go back to the well with a lot of the characters that were very popular from the last season right away. You know, they, they, they sprinkle right. them in here and there, but it's not like, oh, that's their only, that's their fucking one trick pony. Then they just, you know, they keep going back to that. No, they, right. they try out new things. They have these great concepts that they, they flush out into these great sketches. So yeah, you're absolutely right. They're on a very great path right now and I hope they stick with it because it's, uh, it's so far has been great. Yeah. But anyway, the main focus is, that sketch, that sketch of them misinterpreting each other's texts fucking cracks me up because that's what this, uh, that's what this whole thing is. Feel Anytime anybody gets offended by anything somebody says on Twitter, that's what it always uh, it reminds me of. It reminds me of just people like, yeah, but did you read what, who he was? He was talking to his different person. Like he was talking to one pe- person. He wasn't talking to you. Why are you fucking you offended? It has nothing to do with you. You just want to attach yourself yeah. to the fucking story. And it's, that's it. That and that's that's exactly it. A lot of people, Jim Norton has talked about this. A lot of uh, you know intelligent comedians have talked about this whole concept of fake outrage. Yeah, and and I'm not saying, listen, I'm not demeaning or belittling anybody who has strong opinions about something that you know earnestly feel passionately about mm. a topic. If they've taken a breath, looked at both sides, looked at things logically. I was just corresponding with somebody on Twitter, somebody who follows uh, Laughspin on Twitter. And I mean, she was, I assume it's a female. The, the, I, I don't know. I, I, I think it was a female. And she was saying that, you know, Artie Lang's apology was hollow. And I'm like, it wasn't hollow. There's two different things going on. Artie Lang was sincerely apologizing to Carrie Champion and was saying to the special interest groups, fuck off. Right. Exactly. And so I tweeted that and she's like, well, if you're blaming somebody else, then the apology is pretty lame. What do you want? What does like, everybody like, fucking want? I, but like what I'm saying is like she's not even like thinking she's not even taking a breath and thinking about it logically. Right. Like she's letting her emotions take over. And I'm an emotional guy. So I, I get it. 
but so I repeated myself. I'm like, again, there's two different things happening. Yeah. He's apologizing to a person he feels he may have offended Mm -hmm. because it affects that person directly. And it was directed at her. The comments initially were directed at her. Yes. That's right. If he was apologizing to the special interest groups and then blaming the special interest groups on top of apologizing, right. then yes, the apology would be hollow, right. null and void, makes no sense. Right. But there's two things happening. And then I just looked at this I looked at this twi- Twitter person's timeline to see what else she's she'd been doing. And she tweeted at ESPN. ESPN responded and said and issued a statement saying that what already said was absolutely outrageous and he shouldn't have done that blah 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 and her response to espn was just a statement no suspension she didn't even understand (laughs) what was what was going on how was he going to be suspended by espn (laughs) so i email so so i wrote her back and i'm like hey i couldn't help but i couldn't help but notice that you you were calling for a suspension you do realize that Artie doesn't work for espn and her response was something like oh damn so like, and that's, that's like my point. Like here is somebody screaming from the rooftops yeah. about injustice right? and about, you know, how th- these things are just outrageous. Her response was, ah, period, damn. <laughs> so this, this is what I mean. And I'm not saying everybody is like this person, but here's this person who was misinformed who didn't take the time to understand what's going on mm-hmm. who didn't take the time to even attempt to be objective just saying well this sounds like something i should be outraged mm-hmm. about so mm-hmm. fuck it i'm going to be outraged i'm yep. gonna call for suspensions yeah. i'm gonna call for this right yeah. suspend Artie lang <laughs> and suspend for Artie lang from a from a job at espn he doesn't have <laughs> suspend him <laughs> <laughs> Preemptively. Right. right. <laughs> Suspend Chris Rock from SNL. <laughs> Suspend him. That's ban him. Ban him. The worst thing the worst thing about Chris Rock, and I know I'm gonna get shit for this, the worst thing about Chris Rock's monologue is barely any of it was funny. I, I know a lot of people like worship Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. I respect him. Uh, he's done so much for comedy. I just don't get it. If his material is so, I'm sorry. Oh my God, I'm going to get hate mail. It's fucking (laughs) hacky. Mm. It's so hacky. And in the hands of anybody else, people would be like, this is hacky. Well, I I, I don't get it. I just don't get it. I liked it. I, I, I liked it, but I, my big thing was, okay, I'm watching it because everybody's offended. So I want to see what everybody's offended about. So I'm watching it with those eyes, you know? Right. And my big thing was, how is the audience reacting? Because if the audience is reacting like, ooh, that's, ooh, is there, if they're kind of cringe, cringe laughing, you know, polite laughing or whatever, then it's like, okay, I see why he's kind of getting heat for this because the audience even was not with him. The audience is fucking dying. They're they're going along with it. You know, I was listening to that. uh, Yeah. So it's like- when he hits the middle of his monologue, they yeah. start laughing. But it, it was pretty quiet during the Boston Marathon thing. And yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that was because of the topic or because there was like real no strong punchlines. There was nothing. It was like an awkward, dark topic. Yeah, he had some. He had a, he had some longer setups, but it, but uh, you know, at the, but at the same time, it wasn't like they weren't laughing. You know, it wasn't like. 
Right. I Listen, know. I don't. I don't think it was all that offensive. I mean, maybe no, not at all. It, I don't think it was it's at all. all. It's all based on context. A Saturday Night Live monologue does not usually cover even anything remotely serious or controversial. But that's the. So, but that's the. That's the thing, man. We're at. That's just. This is where we're at. This is where we're fucking right. at. Where an SNL monologue, which could be when White met Bread, is fucking right. is getting criticized for being too controversial this is where we're fucking at man next thing is hallmark's gonna get sued because their uh bereavement cards are a little too dark you know what i mean it's like (laughs) guys really tell me that that was all you did you just make that up i did just make that up nice so but that's what i'm saying like this is where we're fucking at man are you kidding like where why i don't understand i i I don't i think a lot of it has to do with like retroactive guilt I, i i i don't know I don't know why we're we're at here. I I, I just don't know. I, I don't I don't get it. So enough of that. That's that's just can't go through a day without somebody apologizing for something, uh, <laughs> and that's the latest. Other news, other things going down. Judd Apatow is working with Laura Dern to develop a female football comedy for Universal. This was on the heels of Judd producing the new Pee Wee Herman movie. Which yes. Paul, Rubens, Paul Rubens announced on uh, Fallon, which is awesome. Right. And now he's doing this thing with Laura Dern. What can you tell me about this? I mean, so far, all we know is that uh, Apatow and Laura Dern are kind of developing this this comedy about football fans. So okay. it's gonna be it's gonna be female driven, and the main characters, I guess, will be all female, and they will be football obsessed. Now, is it kind of um, does it feel like kind of the female version of the league, or is it more like closer to like the fan or not the fan? Uh, Big fan. Did you see that with Patton Oswalt, which was a fucking yeah. Awesome. No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I doubt that it's going to get as as dark as a uh, big fan. But yeah. I, you know, very little is known. All that's that's about all we know is that there Pam Brady, who writes for South Park, is uh, is going to write the script. So cool. I think that's a good sign. Yeah, well, that we've got some South Park blood in a Judd Apatow project. And is it? Do you know anything about if it's going to if they've already gotten partnership with the NFL? Like, are they going to? Is it going to be like fake football teams, or is it going to be real? That's a good question. Football? I don't know. I'm sh- I'm sure they're going to try. Yeah, because I think NFL has been. NFL's been under the gun lately too, especially yeah. with especially when it comes to fucking you know the female uh, fans. They may God, depending yeah. on how this depending on how the script turns out, they may want to jump on board because this may save a little face for them. I think some of the stats came out recently that NFL fans almost half are actually female at this point, which is crazy to me. Really? Yeah, it's it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's definitely damn bitches don't know anything about football, it's, man. It's definitely. Hey, I want him suspended. <laughs> Suspend him from his podcast. Suspend him from the NFL, Dylan Godino, right now. And by damn bitches, I mean me too. Yes, I got it. So yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Okay, so any timeline on when this maybe could uh, see a little bit more light? Ah, we're in the early stages, bruh. Okay, all right, all right, early stages. So keep 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 an eye out though, especially if you're a football fan, and especially if you're female. Yeah. Um. What else? Okay, Will Ferrell teaming back up with. Mark Wahlberg for another movie, Daddy's Home, and it's from, yes. it's the same it's the same people that brought other guys. So so is Adam McKay part of it too or no? Yeah yeah, Gary Sanchez is producing this. Okay, uh, yeah. so Sean yeah. Anders is directing it. Horrible Bosses. Yep, right. He's so he's directing it. What's the movie about? Mark Wahlberg plays a, a deadbeat father. Mm-hmm. 
who just kind of tries to insert himself back into the life of his of his ex-wife and his family and Will Ferrell plays kind of the stepfather who's been there for the kids and then the relationship obviously between Will Ferrell and the kids gets strained and uh, I'm sure funny things happen. Who's the, but, uh, who, do you know who the mom is? Wow, that's a good question. No, I don't think they... I wonder if it's going to be, uh, <laughs> if they're going to go back, was, to, back to the other guys and go, you know, what's what's that girl's name, that Will Ferrell's wife and the other guys? Oh, Eva Mendes? Eva Mendes. <laughs> do that again. Yeah. She was good in that. She was good in that movie. That was pretty funny. Might. Maybe. Maybe. Very good, man. So uh, look out for that as well. And all right. What else we got? Let's see. Oh, I, I got something for you. You know what, um, what's what been going down since we've since last we talked? John Oliver's show. Oh, man. Yeah. Last week tonight, which if you don't have HBO, find somebody who does. Borrow their fucking uh, HBO Go password and watch this sucker. Because we, uh, we were talking before about uh, Dylan's great eye for journalism and being able to be responsible at what what he's doing john oliver i think is right up there where he gives you the true sides both sides of the story gives you an honest look at something and then a good commentary about it so he is editorializing but at the same time he's giving you all of the facts some of the things that a lot of the networks don't do and he tackles a lot of really really important subjects stuff that i've found myself watching his show going i gotta get involved i gotta do it's like it's actually it actually makes me want to get involved with things that he's talking about um yeah he talked about net neutrality a little bit he talked about drones the drone one was fucking that one was creepy that was uh very funny but also very creepy <laughs> the best, yeah after, best word I after that segment like a day after that segment i found a uh, a drone documentary on netflix and watched it oh nice see there you so go So that's just like you said it's like it, it makes you interested to learn more about what the hell is going on right also at the same time he gets other people involved that are fucking phenomenal and they do uh you know little bits or skits or whatever and the latest one you have posted is uh john oliver talking about lowe's having robot associates so he (laughs) pitched a home depot commercial with nick offerman john benjamin uh and what's the what's the woman's name she's she's she was in sarah sarah baker sarah baker she's awesome too yeah she's she's like in yeah she's like in everything she was in she was in an episode of louis a very famous episode of louis when he did the whole fat chicks thing Yep. Um, she was also in the campaign. She was Zach Galifianakis' yep. wife. Yeah, awesome. Uh, very cool stuff and a very cool little sketch that they did on this latest episode of John Oliver's uh, Last Week Tonight on HBO. So watch that. The last thing I kind of wanted to bring, bring up to you yeah. is... Uh, Again, a very controversial episode. So did you see, I mean, by the time this comes out, I'm sure it'll still be t- being talked about, but this whole thing about Lena Dunham's book... Yeah. About. Yeah. So for you, those of you who may not know, there's a passage in Lena Dunham's new book wherein she explains, you know, she's explaining what a weird seven-year-old she is. There's a passage where she explains that she kind of examined her sister's vagina and there were, you know, and she had spread her like vagina apart to to look in it i mean it's pretty you know but she wrote it i just love watching you fumble with the words trying to get that out in a very polite (laughs) way yeah i'm trying not to sound totally creepy you're trying to say it in a very for in a very formal way and you're meanwhile you're making the (laughs) movement with your fingers like like that (laughs) anyway sorry i just had to point that out 
That's okay. She writes, uh, my mother didn't bother asking why I had open Grace's vagina. This was within the spectrum of things I did. She She just on her knees and looked for herself. It quickly became apparent that Grace had stuffed six or seven pebbles in there. My mother removed them patiently while Grace cackled, thrilled that her prank had been a success. So basically what happened is this uh, this website, The Truth Revolt, I guess is a kind of conservative website. They basically said that this amounts to her molesting her sister so uh, my question to you mike is is it what what do you think about this again i think it's taking something written out of context out of yeah this is one section of her entire Uh book why did she bring it up in the first place you know the chapter wasn't called that time that i molested my sister here we go chapter one you know (laughs) that's that's not how that worked so i can't I, i mean i heard about it i've I, this is how I handle situations like this. Like you were talking about, oh, this is something that I should be offended by. I'm going to get right. right on it. But this is how this is how I do it, right? I hear something about this and I'm like, hmm, that's odd. Well, wh- <laughs> <laughs> what's it about? What's this all about? And then you read, and then you read the story is more about the reaction to it than the actual substance of it. Right, right. So then at that point, as a rational human being, I dismiss it because... I don't want to deal with the reaction of you should never do that. And that's terrible. And what about this? And my (laughs) sister again, trying to attach themselves to the story rather than say, Hey, you know what? I I'm sorry. I didn't read the book. I don't know exactly what you're talking about. Maybe you could clarify a little bit more for those of of us. What fun is that? Right. Exactly. I heard that. And the trends were that, Lena Dunham goes into self-proclaimed rage spiral. Well, that was the big that was the big right. uh, phrase in quotes, and then and then apparently her yeah. sister her sister also jumped in and made pr- barely yeah. any sense of the whole situation. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And that's that's what I've that's and this again this is what I've heard. So this is all hearsay. So is that what she did? No, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say straight up no because I don't know the whole story and I'm going to say no. I don't I don't think so. No. <laughs> <laughs> Again, people, fucking relax. Can anybody be happy anymore? Can anybody be happy? No. Yeah, does anybody no. be happy with themselves and what they're fucking doing? Like this is getting out of control, man. This is getting out of control. Yeah. Everybody is just ready to just Oh God! I can't wait. Can't wait until somebody fucks up and ha ha ha! Look what you did! Look what you did! Look what you did! Ban him! <laughs> Suspend him! Get him fired! Get his kids taken away! Fucking have him not be a new not not be a person anymore! You are fucking blacklisted. Wear that scarlet letter for whatever you fucking said. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. You know, it's funny. I was I was actually thinking about this the other day. I just I just bought a house. I'm I'm you know moving into a new town. I'm I'm like wow I have to I have to actually like set set up like roots like I actually have to like you know deal with the community and eventually go to PTA meetings and have to deal with all yeah. this shit you know like I have to actually be a part of you know a community or whatever and I was I was thinking I was like yeah you know th- this might be good I could get involved with you know kind of like the town and and get involved a little bit more and and you know the whole idea of maybe 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 i should uh run for like town council or something and then i'm sure. like, but then i'm thinking to myself you know what 
No, I can't fucking do it. I can't run for anything. I'm not running for any office. There's enough audio evidence of me saying terrible shit between this fucking podcast and my other one that forget it. I'm never going to be able to do that ever because anybody digs that up. Anybody takes 10 seconds to look, look me up and that's what they'll fucking find. So forget it. That shit ain't happening. I may not be able to come to PTA meetings if some parent, you know, happens to be a listener. So whatever. Um, yeah, just if they, if I if I could say anything to anybody listening out there, it's like be careful before you start getting offended. Know the whole yeah. side a little bit. It's 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 getting ridiculous. It's getting a little ridiculous. I think it's getting tiring at this point. Yeah, it's exhausting. Ugh. I'm exhausted. I am. I'm fucking exhausted. Um, all right, cool. So what what do we got on the horizon? Anything we want to say before we wrap it up, or what? No, just thanks to uh, uh, everybody uh, listening. Yeah. Thanks to to everybody listening. And, uh, you know, I, I appreciate it. Please do visit LaughSpin.com. And uh, we're on the Twitter at LaughSpin.com and Facebook. And uh, hopefully we will be back next week doing uh, the same type of show. Giddy up, man. Giddy up. We will see you next week right here. LaughSpin Podcast. See ya. See ya.